No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord speaks out against Jerusalem for her unfaithfulness as his wife. She has played the harlot with many lovers. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. Infidelity is one of the greatest pains a person can experience in life. It is a deep undermining of the trust between husband and wife and a division from which many couples cannot recover. Israel had been the bride of Yahweh. He found her in the land of Canaan when she was just an infant. He washed her, anointed her, and cared for her. And when she was of age, he entered a marriage covenant with her at Mount Sinai. Then he brought her into the land of milk and honey, which he had prepared for her. She was beautiful and greatly respected by the surrounding nations, but her heart turned away from her own husband. In this description of Jerusalem's unfaithfulness to the Lord, Ezekiel uses some of the most explicit language found in the Bible. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 15. But you trusted in your own beauty, played the harlot because of your fame, and poured out your harlotry on everyone passing by who would have it. You took some of your garments and adorned multicolored high places for yourself and played the harlot on them. Such things should not happen nor be. You have also taken your beautiful jewelry from my gold and my silver, which I had given you, and made for yourself male images and played the harlot with them. You took your embroidered garments and covered them, and you set my oil and my incense before them. Also my food, which I gave you, the pastry of fine flour, oil, and honey, which I fed you. You set it before them as sweet incense, and so it was, says the Lord God. Now, rather than loving her own husband and being faithful to him, Jerusalem used her beauty and her fame to attract more lovers to herself. She took the garments that the Lord had given her and used them to adorn tents where she would commit adultery by worshiping other gods. And then she took the beautiful jewelry that the Lord had given to her and adorned the male images that she made for herself. Now, some commentators think that these images were actually phallic symbols because pagan worship involved fertility rites and illicit sex. Now, God had given them the recipe for the anointing oil and incense that was to be used exclusively in the tabernacle, and he prohibited anyone from making this for any other purpose. Yet they profaned this holy oil and incense by offering it to dead idols. The Lord blessed his bride with fine food for her nourishment and enjoyment, and instead she offered it to her lovers. What a terrible account this was of Jerusalem's promiscuity. Moreover, you took your sons and your daughters whom you bore to me, and these you sacrificed to them to be devoured. Were your acts of harlotry a small matter that you have slain my children and offered them 
up to them by causing them to pass through the fire. And in all your abominations and acts of harlotry, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, struggling in your blood. So in addition to the worship of these false gods, they sacrificed their own sons and daughters to them. Now this was something that had never entered into the heart of God. And God had given them these children uh, in order to bring forth godly offspring to himself. And, and yet they sacrificed their children in the fire to Molech, putting them on the, the brazen glowing metal that they heated up and, and incinerating them as burnt offerings. And God was horrified by this practice. They had forgotten where they had come from, where God took them from when they were in their youth and they were left naked and bare and bloody because nobody cared for them when God looked upon them and loved them and cared for them and and gave them every good thing that they had. They forgot those days. And you know, it is tragic when people forget where they were when the Lord first called them. One of those things that we need to be thankful always and remember what God has done in our lives and give him thanks for his work of redemption in our lives. Then it was so after all your wickedness. Woe, woe to you, says the Lord God, that you also built for yourself a shrine and made a high place for yourself in every street. You built your high places at the head of every road and made your beauty to be abhorred. You offered yourself to everyone who passed by and multiplied your acts of harlotry. You also committed harlotry with the Egyptians, your very fleshly neighbors, and increased your acts of harlotry to provoke me to anger. So in all of their streets, they made their little shrines that were used for their fertility rites as they would worship Baal and the other gods, thinking that that was going to bring them rain. Uh, they would offer their sacrifices there. You offered yourself to every passerby. And this speaks of the foreigners that would come, the, the Philistines, the Assyrians, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, and anybody that would potentially be a benefit to them, they would offer themselves to. This speaks of the fact that these alliances were often made for political reasons. We see this with Solomon. He took Pharaoh's daughter to be his wife, to create a political alliance with Egypt. And he did this to several nations. But the problem was that as they aligned themselves with these nations, making these unholy alliances, then they would soon be caught up in the worship of their false gods. So the Lord said, you prostituted yourself with the Egyptians. For some reason, the Egyptians were always a temptation to go back and rely on the Egyptians, and yet every time they did, they were disappointed because Egypt failed to be the helpers that they had hoped that they would be. Behold, therefore I stretched out my hand against you, diminished your allotment, and gave you up to the will of those who hate you, the daughters of the Philistines who were ashamed of your lewd behavior. You also played the harlot with the Assyrians, because you were insatiable. Indeed, you played the harlot with them and still were not satisfied. 
Moreover, you multiplied your acts of harlotry as far as the land of the traitor, Chaldea, and even then you were not satisfied. How degenerate is your heart, says the Lord God, seeing you do all these things, the deeds of a brazen harlot. So the Lord did what he said he would do, which was he began to take away their land, their territory, because of their infidelity. He gave it over to the Philistines and to other nations. We see this in the book of Judges. We also see it in the book of 1 Samuel, where they even lost the Ark of the Covenant to the Philistines, and Shiloh, the place where the tabernacle originally was, uh, was destroyed. So, and so God took away their allotment. But the Philistines, who were conquering them, were even ashamed of what they were doing, because at least the Philistines, though they had false gods, they, they remained true to their gods, but they saw how quickly the Israelites abandoned Yahweh for these foreign gods. They played the harlot with the Assyrians and the Babylonians as well. And so the Lord said, how degenerate is your heart? How unfaithful, how untrustworthy are you? You erected your shrine at the head of every road and built your high place in every street. Yet you were not like a harlot because you scorned payment. You are an adulterous wife who takes strangers instead of her husband. Men make payments to all harlots, but you made your payments to all your lovers and hired them to come to you from all around for your harlotry. You are the opposite of other women in your harlotry because no one solicited you to be a harlot in that you gave payment but no payment was given you, therefore you are the opposite. So with most prostitutes, they would get paid for their services. This was their means of earning a living, and so it was very important that they collected payment. But Jerusalem so preferred strangers to her own husband, the Lord, that she paid her lovers. She was so insatiable in her desire for other lovers that she paid them to commit lewd acts with her. And so she was completely opposite to a normal prostitute in that she was paying her lovers. Imagine how this must have hurt the heart of God who loved his bride, who did everything he could to care for her, provide for her, beautify her, and yet Everything that he had given her, she had used against him to pour it out on her other lovers. It is a very clear and stark testimony of the reality of spiritual adultery. You say, well, can that happen today? Oh, yes, it has happened today. When we look at our own nation and how it was founded so clearly on Christ and on Christian principles and upon the word of God and our nation was founded as a place to be able to freely practice biblical Christianity. And yet we have abandoned that. We say that in God we trust, we put it on our currency, and yet it's clear that we have turned away from the Lord. We've turned away from his word. Uh, we are committing child sacrifice through abortion. We are worshiping sex through various forms of sexual immorality. We have worshiped the created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. And do we think that we can do these things with impunity when the Bible is so clear 
that God brings judgment upon any nation or any people that practices these things. As a nation, have we not become lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, and lovers of self rather than lovers of God? Now, rather than pointing the finger at everyone else, my prayer is that we would each search our own hearts to see where we have turned aside from the pure devotion to the one who loves us the most, the one who gave his only son to die on the cross for our sins, to turn to other loves, other affections, rather than the Lord. May God bring us back to that pure love for him alone. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, God, for looking upon us when we least deserved it and drawing us into your fellowship, Lord, showing us the love of Jesus and and beckoning us to put our trust in him for our salvation. I pray, Father, for our nation. I pray that we would be restored to that love for you, that we would recognize that you are the one who has made us great, and that we would turn from our sins, those things that have become idols, those things that have taken us away from our affection toward you, and place them on things of this world, things of the flesh. Lord, forgive us of our sins, and bring us to that place of true devotion and true love for Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Jerusalem will be abused by her lovers. She is more wicked than Sodom and Samaria, but the Lord will renew His everlasting covenant with her. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.